Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Small Talk, the podcast that asks guests ranging from product developers to business owners the secret sauce that evolved their business over time. It's a show for SMEs to learn from SME leaders who have successfully grown and scaled their business. Today, my guest is Tanung Sun Lin, the founder and CEO of Nomad Coworking Space. Sung, how are you today? I'm good. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a real pleasure and uh, yeah, excited to share. Thanks so much for coming in today. Sung, you and I need no introduction as we've known each other for a few years now. But for the sake of our listeners, why don't you let us know a little bit about yourself and what Nomad Coworking Space is? So I'm Sung. I'm 28 years old this year, married now with a kid. I've built a real estate agency. Um, I was part of the founding team in an American startup called TradeOff.com. And most recently, I've built a co-working space. So that's what I've been uh, doing, and I'm currently still running that space. All right. So tell us a little bit about how you've built Nomad. Uh, because you mentioned before the show that you know in 2017, when the idea came about, uh, I think the idea of co-working spaces was a little less obvious. Uh, but how did you come up with the idea you know, and what kind of research did you do to find out that this was a viable option to pursue? Right. So Nomad actually came about with a very simple um, idea, which is to meet the need and what we thought was the demand of the people in Subang Jaya. So what I've told you before was that I was working for this American startup. I was a remote worker based in Subang. And I realized how difficult it was to find a co-working space. All that was to offer was a cafe or a shopping mall. And I couldn't really get work done. It wasn't a productive space, not conducive enough. And when I left that startup, I, I really thought long and hard. What sort of business do I want to do? Or do I want to get back to the workforce? And you know how all of us will have different kind of thoughts. You know, we want to start a cafe. We want to invest in our friend's business. We want to sell products. We want to go online. Um, and when it came to co-working space, it sat with me for a really long time. And I needed to make sure that this wasn't just another idea or just another fad. And I realized this was serious when I couldn't sleep for two weeks. I kept on thinking about it and this entire idea consumed me. And the first thing I did was to actually do a little market survey. Yeah. Um, ask my friends about what they think of starting a co-working space. I went to my leaders, I went to my mentors, and I asked them, and so they said this, if out of 10 people, eight people tell you it's not gonna work out, there are two things. You're about to make history or you're about to do the stupidest thing. <laughs> so thank God, everyone told me, go for it. It's a good idea. And you have to remember at this point of time when I left the, the startup, this was a time that my wife was actually pregnant and we had X amount of savings. And we just took that leap of faith, stepped out of our comfort zone and invested into a co-working space. And thank God, it actually worked. Um, and it was profitable after six months. Wow. We are not a big space, but 
we felt that we have done something that no other co-working space have done. Um, and we are honoured to be nominated this year as the best co-working space and the top 50 tech company. Wow. And we had various milestones as well. Um, it was, um, we are the first in the world to actually accept exercise as a form of payment. We are also the first to offer free professional counselling. We work together with Befrienders and we are also the first to offer free business consultation. And, and I think because of that, we are able to make a name for ourselves in Subang Jaya. Wow, that's a very impressive story. It seems like whenever someone comes to Nomad, there seems to be not just a one-off customer experience, but it seems to be a lot of uh, value adding, you know, with the partnerships that you do with the fitness and the uh, consulting. Uh, I think that that's a great story. Maybe you can tell me about how does Nomad uh, differentiate itself from other co-working spaces out there? Right. When we first started, just around Subang Jaya, there was at least 10 other competitors. Now, that's a lot for a small area like Subang. And we knew that the only way we could compete was to work twice as hard and to be extremely aggressive in our marketing. So not many people know this, but especially in the early days, we approached everybody, anything to get the word out. We sent flyers to over 50 retail stores, we worked with key opinion leaders. We were featured on almost every other digital site, on every news platform. Um, everything that we could find ourselves to do, you know, we exhausted every single channel of marketing just so that people know that Nomad is in Subang. Wow, yeah. And I think because I live in Subang as well, I think there was no escaping that uh, Nomad was right there. It was a very nice, cozy place. I've been there a few times myself. Uh, so maybe you can tell us a little bit about, you know, back in 2017 when uh, the idea of co-working spaces weren't very prominent. I don't think I saw a lot of co-working spaces around until actually recently when you start seeing bigger uh, brands out there. How does that affect uh, sort of like small co-working spaces uh, such as yourself? So I think there was no way we could compete with the big players. And then we started to ask ourselves what our niche is. I think if we keep on looking at competitors, we'll never find our own footing. And that's what I learned because I remember in the early days, we keep on looking at our competitors and, and almost tried to copy them, do what they do, uh, say what they say. But then we realized that customers are humans. They can smell counterfeit stuff. And we wanted to be authentic. We wanted to have our own identity. And because of that, we became, I would say, the very only budget co-working space out there. Many others, they are looking at premium. They are looking at uh, sophisticated and luxurious uh, kind of co-working space, but we are on a budget scale where people um, who have a restriction on, on, on their finances can actually come to us for that. Yeah. Okay, so I like that uh, it's not just the low prices that uh, is attracting your customers, but it's also the community that you're providing. And what I mean by that is you're bringing the different spheres together, uh, the young students and also the young working adults who are just starting out their careers, who may not have uh, offices per se, 
and also maybe even the older uh, age group that you provide. So it's one whole wholesome community, is it? That's right. So I think one of the things we want to do was to influence where we are and to be a big help to this community in Subang Jaya. And like what you say, it's not just about low prices. We believe in high value. You know, every other facility that we provide is the highest value. Um, and the communities that we brought in wasn't just the community that we built internally, but we tried to bring in as many external communities into our space. Um, and we have bazaar communities. We have student groups from Sunway, from Monash. Um, we've got property groups, investment groups. We've got... Uh, different telco companies coming to our space as well. So all sorts of communities, you know, we open our doors to anybody and everyone. Um, and we felt that we make a bigger difference and a bigger impact through that as opposed to just building our own thing in Nomad. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense, right? Like really adding value uh, to someone who's who's just paying for, for a co-working space but now you're giving them a lot more than what they initially paid for. And I guess good service is, is always king, right? Uh, you know, it drives customer retention and also sort of generates uh, organic traffic. Yeah, so what advice can you give to a young entrepreneur, let's say, who might also be thinking of starting out in a competitive market, not necessarily in the co-working world, uh, but let's say in a different area? I want to advise anybody who has an idea or a, a business um, in mind to do as much research as possible and as much market survey. I think we um, take for granted this formative and fundamental crucial years, you know, likened to a baby, right? The, the first few years are extremely crucial for a baby. In the same way, you know, your business... Uh, first few years is extremely crucial. And even when you, before you start it, you got to make sure that you are doing the right thing. You are, you are getting the right feedback. You're asking leaders and mentors and people in that industry you're planning to venture into. And I think the second thing would be sort of like a gut feeling. Um, Derek Sievers from CD Baby said this, mm -hmm. if it's not a freaking yes, then it's a hell no. So you need to really ask yourself at the end of the day, are you really convicted to do it? Are you driven by passion? Or are you driven by the money? Or what are you driven by? Because I know for sure that if it's driven by money, when the money doesn't come, you're going to quit really, really fast. If it's about passion and you really love what you're doing, you can last those difficult days. And I find that it is those businesses that last through those early years are those that really make it. Yeah, and it's those formative years that require the most care. Uh, and that's where people thought like, you know, I'll let it run by itself after a few months and then seeing that it doesn't quite work out for them, right? Yeah. Um, so we know that Nomad has gone through some big milestones, like you just mentioned, you know, awarded one of the best co-working spaces, 50 uh, tech com top 50 te uh, tech companies around. Uh, you know, so what are some big milestones um, that we can look forward to for the future for Nomad? Just recently, we actually launched a coffee bar. And this coffee bar was special because we didn't want to get any other cafe person to make coffee at our space. Anybody can do that. But not many have a story. And when we found this um, 
the coffee bar um, owners, both of them actually lost their mom. And they wanted to start a coffee bar in tribute to them and a place where people can express themselves, a place where people can cry, uh, a shoulder to lean on, a listening ear, a place of expression, you know, especially for those who have any mental issues. So uh, we got them in just recently. We are in talks with this nice shop, which is a lifestyle store, uh, which we are also planning to make full use of our space because we realized that, you know what? A nomad has a lot of like empty spaces. Why not work together with a store, bring their business over to Subang so people don't have to go so far anymore to buy cool stuff. So we are in talks with NICE and in the future, um, we are doing more consultation work for um, aspiring co-working uh, spaces and even project management as well. So that's that's a big future right there. Wow, that's actually a lot of things that's in the pipeline for Nomad. Eh? Um, yeah, but I totally agree with you because in today's world, I think um, people are not just buying the service, right? They're actually buying the meaning behind things. You know, when someone wants to work, for example, in, a, in an organization, it cannot just be for the money, right? They want to have like that meaning and that purpose, uh, which is very prominent with uh, people these days. Uh, yeah, and I also really agree with, uh, you know, the partnerships that you're doing. I think it's better that we go, we work together rather than, you know, compete with one another in order to actually go where we want to go. Yeah, which I feel that Nomad's definitely in the right position, you know, for, for success. Um, so as we uh, wrap up here, I want to ask you my favorite question, and I'm actually quite excited for your answer. Uh, and that is, do you have any trade secrets for us? I think the number one secret source would be to keep on pushing business boundaries. I think the business is always a reflection of the owner. If the owner has stopped growing, like what you said, pass it on to somebody else to manage it. The customers, the members, they can tell. But if you're always striving to improve, trying to do new things, trying to make your place better, I feel that not only you retain customers, but you're going to get more customers. So I would say our secret sauce is that we've never stopped hustling, if you like. We never stopped grinding. Although we were you know, already profitable, we already made a name for ourselves and people know us, we didn't want to stop there. You know, and we didn't want to be comfortable. We were hungry for more and we want to impact even more people in days to come. Um, that, that goes beyond Subang Jaya. Yeah. Yeah, so two things I want to touch on that. I think number one you mentioned is uh, the consistency, right? I guess, you know, they don't want to just, people don't want to just uh, go there and then for a good one ex first experience, right? They want to be able to consistently come back and receive that same uh, good customer service. And number two, it seems like you really put in the details, you know, that make all the difference in the co-working space uh, sphere, it feels like the one thing that really differentiates people is not just uh, the basic customer service, but really how far you would go, uh, the small things that really matter. Don't you agree? That's right. In fact, we've been giving people free printing services. Um, we've been um, allowing church groups to use our space. 
um, and tuition centers as well to to use our space. In fact, we also want to collaborate with um, an uh, an education business to use our space as well. So I think like the future of business is definitely collaboration, and to also not lose the soul of the business, which is if there is really out somebody out there that needs your space, but don't have the money, what you gonna do? And I feel that if we are able to help one another, it's gonna benefit both sides. Yeah, and that is essentially what Lyronomics does as well, right? I feel that we are very big on collaborations, uh, whether it is with SMEs or bigger uh, organizations out there. Uh, we're always constantly looking for that partnership in order to go far together than going uh, really far alone. Uh, and also, we do do a lot of uh, community work to give back to the community. We feel that uh, in order to reach out to Malaysia, uh, there is that element of not forgetting anyone and building leaders can come from anywhere. All right, uh, as we wrap this up, uh, Song, maybe you want to share a little bit more on uh, your values as an entrepreneur and how that uh, helped you succeed uh, in leading Nomad to where it is today. I think just to continue what you were saying about what Lideronomics do, um, that is to me a spirit of generosity, just giving back to people and not expecting any return. And I feel that if we are generous to our customers, generous to our staff, generous to our team, I think that's just going to reciprocate back um, and create a ripple effect and people will not be um, afraid or threatened to be generous back to you. Uh, and to me, that is my, uh, the first value. Um, I remember just upgrading our space and buying stuff for people. I remember at one point where we had really bad construction noises and that's affecting our space. I went down and got juice for everybody. Um, we did a full refund and asked them to come back as well. And we, were, we did all that we can. You know, in fact, we even offered free filter coffee for a couple of months to wow. people. You know? So we didn't think so much about the cost and expenses. We, all in our head was that how can we treat our customers better? That's number one. Number two, I feel is uh, resilience. And resilience, resilience comes with time. You just have to endure the very difficult first few months in the business. And my wife just recently told me that she, she saw me way back when there was nobody at our co-working space, so quiet to the point that I could actually sleep on the sofa. <laughs> and you have to go through days like that. Then there's no business. Yeah. Nobody's coming through your doors. You've got competitors all around you, but you believe in what you're doing. You're perfecting your craft. And you just have to trust God, you know, that it is going to work out at the end of the day. And somehow, rather, every time before we, we ran out of cash, there will be a new client, there will be a new contract. So I would say really have resilience in, um, in, you as, in yourself as the business owner because if you give up, then you are essentially giving up on the business as well. So hang in there and... It is those that endure to the end that will get the price. Yeah, yeah. And I like what you said about 
um, going the distance for your customers because these days we are in a trust economy, right? And people are not just paying for the service, but they're paying for, uh, they're trusting you and especially the values that you uh, dis displayed and they want to be able to, you know, endorse you and keep on sort of uh, promoting that behavior and that's why they're there for you and not uh, anywhere else. Uh, so yeah, well, thank you, Song, for the piece of advice and joining me today. Uh, so where can people find you? Right, so you can search on me on my personal account um, on Instagram at Tan Sung Lin or you can look at our business at nomad.malaysia. So hope to connect with all of you guys soon. Thank you so much, Nick, for this time with Lideronomics and hope to see you guys again. All right, let's see you soon. And that was Sung Lin from Nomad Coworking Space. I loved everything that we talked about, especially on building meaningful partnerships in a competitive industry. And personally, I felt that it was a great topic because what we discussed isn't just industry specific, but it's also applicable to anyone out there who's looking to start a business that will eventually scale. And if you do like this podcast, be sure to follow Leaderonomics FM on Spotify or Apple Podcasts for more leadership content. Until next time, see ya! You've been listening to Leadernomics FM, the science of building leaders.